What's up, guys? Hills Charles and Maggie Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. It is made all the much more happy because we have one David Hellman of um, Hollywood Hellman fame. Bonsoir. Oh, Wood Hellman. Um, you? Am I your most frequent guest? I have to be. I don't know. The showdown is giving you a run for your money. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And the the legendary Carmi V, I just put in an ask. Like, here's the thing. You know, I know that we have a lot of connections and could have a lot of guests, but like, I just like, I'm not really a fan of like new friends. And I've just decided <laughs> that like, I'm over it. Like, I'm like, I just turned 33. Like, I can be crotchety and particular at this point in my life. And that's what I'm trying to choosing to lean into. And so here you are for the um, happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Thank you Kelsey so much. Charles is, oh, 33. It feels like just yesterday we were doing your 30th because it was like a week before COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it is funny. The thing about being 33 is that um, I feel like at this point in life, I'm just going to ask people if they like my parents, like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, maybe a tombstone. Like maybe we could figure out my gravesite. <laughs> Since I have nothing left in life to look forward to since I am over the hill. All I want is um, every birthday from here on out, just no lower back pain. That's all I want. <laughs> like, remember That's when nice. we just used to be youthful and have fun and could do all these things? Like, now I'm like walking with a little bit of a limp and I'm like, I think I slept on my hip a little wrong. Like, now I'm maybe I need to go to the chiropractor, take a leave every day. Like, what happened? What is life? Constant shoulder pain is what it is. I just drove, <laughs> I drove my car back from Los Angeles. I am on hiatus from Hollywood for the time being. Yeah. Uh, it's been like five days and I'm just now able to like turn my neck in different directions. <laughs> I'm it not really laughing because it's funny. It that way, you know? Yeah, it was bad. This is yeah. really bad. It's, I okay. laughed. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it was it's doable and it's pretty. Turns out driving through the American Southwest is very pretty, but um, it's a long, long drive. I don't know that I would recommend it. How long? How long was it? 22 hours. Oh, yeah, that sounds like death. I went from L.A. to Albuquerque in one day and Albuquerque to Dallas in another. And it took like. Like I was in the car from like 9 a.m. until 11 p.m. on the first day. I don't, Oof. I don't recommend it. Yeah. No, thank you. I I found out pretty uh, recently myself in a nice little road trip that um, Murphy doesn't do amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Murphy does not like. I'll uh, never get sense. over the updates. <laughs> oh God, guys, it was just so rough. I was like. Can we, can we talk about this on the pod? Like, yeah, she just went on a road trip. The photo. Oh my God. That you, you sent us of puked up dog kibble in your lap. <laughs> and then like tying your boyfriend's pants together around your body. I've so, been through a lot of things with my dog, <laughs> but never that. Okay. So I was like, I went on like a 10 hour, I drove from Dallas to Nashville and with my boyfriend and I brought my dog and as it turns out, my dog 
might also bear a, a resemblance to Megan's dog and that they also might have anxiety or things of that. <laughs> I haven't quite figured out what it was, but like, when I tell you, I ran out of clothes to wear on this trip because my dog yarfed on me so many times. And my boyfriend is like significant. He's a large man. He's significantly larger than me. So I was like having to like ultimately wear his clothes because my clothes were disgusting at this point. And I put on at the end of the day, the only thing left we had were a pair of his jeans. And he's like so much bigger than me. I had to like take his jeans and like put a hair tie around them to keep them on my waist. So like absurd, absurd, absurd. We love dogs, don't we? Just the best. It was, it was something. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to send this to them because- It got progressively worse as the, as the drive went on. <laughs> it did. It's like, these are the only people that are allowed to laugh at my sorrows. And also <laughs> the ones that I know will, I will be able to laugh at this with them later once I'm not miserable. <laughs> <laughs> we got you anyways all right well um since at least the band is back together in terms of being on this podcast let's talk about one of the things that united us in the first place guys and that's the dallas cowboys oh boy what do you say sure right yeah i, I mean i would say the thing really but yeah bring it on dave yeah. is such a stan haven't you watched his show yeah, I yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll own it. I'll wear it. I have this like, this is this is the sick level of our friendship, as I'm sure you guys saw when Dave was posting, trying to post and wish me a happy birthday. He couldn't find a photo until because I was flipping him off so much. So yep. there's like, it's like you love so much someone so much that like you love you love to hate them, and it's only a love language if that makes sense. I mean, I give, I like, I'm the meanest to the people that I love the most. That's just how, that's how I always tell people, like, if I'm nice to you, that probably means I either don't know you very well, or I don't like you because I'm mean to the people I care about. I, yeah. Which if I, I, I looked for a long time for a good photo and in all, like, if you weren't flipping me off, you looked atrocious. <laughs> wow no but like my favorite thing to do is like take photos of y'all when you look awful it's true to use later and be like see what my album looks like yeah actually i already know yeah yeah, yeah. so i only brought up this topic because i had a way to make fun of you and i already forgot how i was gonna make fun of you so i'm just getting like I'm, i set myself up to like get made fun of and that's really upsetting to me so um anyways good times in america <laughs> um, let's talk about free agency because the Cowboys are into the thick of it, or at Ooh, least nice um, throwback. Thanks, stunning. stunning. Um, I would love to hear y'all's thoughts because we don't talk about Cowboys enough. We don't digest it on the daily, but there's a lot of um moving parts right now. And one of the things that always has gotten me because I'm such a little empath is watching, you know, the kind of the tides change if you will like dave and meg like when we first started you know being buddies tyron's like one of the ogs right like when we were like young and covering the team like this was a guy that like came in around the same time and now we're talking about like end of his career like travis Frederick was another one that was like really kind of weird and like this one is going to be another one that feels kind of weird and so this is like a end of life moment if you will and the, the, the team's talking about restructuring his deal we know he struggled with health 
over the last couple of years. Consistency has not been the name of his game, but he's still been able to be somewhat impactful. They know that they drafted his potential and probable future replacement. But I mean, let's talk about what it looks like dollar wise to, you know, rework his deal because the Cowboys quite frankly need money to spend and this is one area to get it done go ahead Maggie oh yeah I mean it's it's hard to talk about even like restructuring it too much like he is he had like a pretty team-friendly deal to begin with um, like, I mean, it sounds crazy to say now because it was eight yeah. years ago, but it's it was a shockingly team-friendly deal at the time. It still is. Yeah, and like for someone who, I mean, the thing that people will say over and over again when talking about Tyron is that his like his 70% is better than a lot of people's 100%. Right. So, as you know, sometimes it's hard to like look at him and be like, you're really going to like pay this man less or like, how are we doing this? Right. Um, just because he is like, so such an elite, um, player and I don't, I don't know, man, I, it's, it's sad to me. I, like, obviously he has issues staying on the field. So that's like a huge thing to think about. Um, but I don't want to think about him leaving. It makes me sad. I don't think he's going to leave. Um, I mean, you're making a mistake if you, take anything you hear at the combine at face value, but you know, the Cowboys, you know, Jerry and Steven Jones did say last week in Indianapolis that that they see him as being part of their plans. They were pretty firm about that. Typically, if a team is going to try to move on, they'll typically be much more noncommittal, much more unwilling to talk about things. So the fact that they were willing to talk about Tyron as being part of their plans, I think they'll find a way to make it work. I mean, his cap hit is huge for a guy that just unfortunately has not been very available the last three years. You know, he basically missed all of 2020. He missed the vast majority of last year. Um, so, I, I mean, in a perfect world, they can restructure him. I mean, not just restructure, but reconfigure his entire contract. I think there's a disconnect between, you know, people talk about restructuring a deal and just reconfiguring it there's a difference between pushing somebody's money into the future so that you can lower their cap hit and getting them to agree to a new contract. Like those are completely different things. So we're trying to get him to agree to a new contract. Correct. Because at this point in his career, the injury history speaks for itself. He's an older player and he's only got two more seasons left on his deal. So you probably don't want to do that because it'll make his cap hit bigger next year, which would make him harder to get rid of because he's got, one more season on his deal. So in a perfect world, these two sides can come together and say, Hey man, we love you. You're a potential ring of honor player. You're a potential hall of famer. We want to do right by you, but we would love it. If you could work with us, you really haven't been very available. We would feel much better about signing you to a two year, whatever, $20 million deal. The number itself is irrelevant, but it would be lower than what they're dealing with right now. And in a perfect world, Tyron would say, absolutely, y'all have had my back for a decade, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um, which is is kind of what happened with Demarcus Lawrence last year. Like there was, we did all of this last year where everybody was wringing their hands about needing to cut him. And right when free agency started, they agreed to a new extension that gave him 
more guaranteed money while lowering his overall cap hit. So it's doable. It's harder, though, because all it takes is Tyron saying, screw you. No, I want my money. And it's going to cost you X amount to get rid of me. And I'm going to still get to walk away with a certain amount. So absolutely not. So um, it's easier said than done. But I do think this is a situation where it's possible. Or on top of that, maybe you just carry the cap hit and say, hey, if he's healthy, he's still a top 10 tackle in football. And we is he, though, I think I mean, if he's healthy, I think he is. Yes, I I mean, even, they moved him to right tackle last year. And after he struggled with it a little bit, like he was playing fairly well at a completely different position by the end of last season. So, yes, I still think he is. He's worth considering again. This is such a team friendly deal because he signed it for so long. Like a good left tackle is costing, should cost you around $20 million a year right now. And Tyron's playing for like 12 or 13. Like it's a very team friendly deal. He's definitely worth it if he's healthy. We just don't know if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, you think he would still stay on the right side? I have no idea. That's the so. Yeah, that's the. I actually, I wrote a story for Fox Sports last week. Because Stephen Jones was like, yeah, he's in our plans. We'll even, you know, we'll carry him on our on his current number if we have to. And I wrote a story that was basically like, okay, now what? Like, what do you do? Like, do you move him back to left tackle and make Tyler Smith play left guard, even though Tyler Smith played very well at left tackle last year? Is Tyron Smith willing to be a swing tackle? Or maybe do you start Tyron out at right tackle because Terrence Steele's not healthy? I mean... There's a million different ways you can go with it. I don't think we'll know the answer to that until they start practicing in the spring. Um, but I do think, I mean, I think they're a better team with Tyron on the roster because even if you can't count on him to be a 17-game starter at left tackle, again, if he's healthy, he makes your team better. So I wonder what the percentage of like players that play through the entirety of their contract like at the end of their careers is. I mean, when you're like – First of all, yeah, not very many guys get to the end of of big deals and definitely not eight-year extensions. Like, when you see a deal like that gets signed, everybody always, like, among sports writers, like, though, I remember, like, I was there when Tyron signed that deal and we were all like, there's no chance he finishes this deal. He will either get cut or traded before it's over or he will outplay it and ask for a new one because he's losing money. Yeah, And the fact that neither one of those things have happened yet is pretty wild, although it could obviously still happen. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay, so on that topic, I mean, this is one of the moves this team could make. There's a lot of other ones that are swirling around. You know, we saw that they put the franchise tag on TP, so we all can you know, rest easy and know that our mans is coming back. But, you know, now there's other names in terms of moves to make. You got the, uh, I feel, I, I hate this. I'm so biased sometimes, I swear to you. <laughs> like, I'm like, Dalton Schultz, like, make, I'm sad. And then there's also, like, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, there's, there's, and that's just a couple of them. So if we're talking about moves, if you are putting on your, your, your cat boy hat, what? <laughs> what? are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, and that's, I heard we were going to talk about Tyron 
and I, it's a worthwhile conversation, but I think, I mean, Zeke is the more obvious one. And I mean, look, we all, we know what Zeke has done. We know what Zeke has meant to this team. We know that he has, you know, he has enormously cleaned up his act over the last three or four years. You know, the, the, the problems he had the first year or two of his career have really been non-existent over the last three or four years. He's been a, a, a model professional. We can say a million good things about Zeke, but the bottom line is that he just, he can't, he can't be on this team on the current number that he's on right now. It's just not feasible. It's not responsible team building. I think even in his heart of hearts, Ezekiel Elliott even knows that. Um, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think even the most delusional Zeke fan could really come up with an argument for why that would be the case. So something's got to give there between now and the start of the league year again. And again, I think, I really think like, I think Zeke wants to be in Dallas. I think it matters to him to be on the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys obviously value him for a lot of reasons between what he brings to the locker room, what he can still do on the field. Let's be honest. He's one of the most visible and marketable members of the team. Uh, So I think both sides want him here. And now it's just a matter of how low can you get the number? Yeah, no, literally, like how low can you get the number and can they agree on a number that's going to make Zeke relatively happy while giving the Cowboys the the money that they need? Um, And I mean, look, at the end of the day, if that can't happen, then I assume Zeke won't be on this team. But like I said, I think I think both of those sides are pretty motivated to come to an agreement. So what it's Friday. So you got, you got five ish days. And if I had to guess that a lot of times this stuff is already decided and they just kind of wait to make the final call. Well, Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Wait until Dave is doing something important. Yeah, for and real. Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, time to drop the news." Yeah, they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna make something. Act, uh, they traded Amari Cooper during our St. Patrick's Day party last year. They did. So yeah, right around the time I crack open my first Miller Light on Saturday, I anticipate uh, needing to write something about somebody. That'll probably happen. Um. So yeah, Zeke is the big one. Honestly, we should be thrilled for our friend Dalton obviously we would we as biased people who are friends of him 
would love for his future to be in Dallas. I don't see that happening, but he is about to get the bag. Yeah. Like, you respect that. He's the top tight end on the market, and the Cowboys can't tag him. We already know that. They gave Tony Pollard the franchise tag. So uh, I don't know where he's going. I bet he would love to reunite with Kellen Moore in Los Angeles. Um, I don't know if that's in the cards, but somebody is going to give him a boatload of money in about four days. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, what do you th- who, can you give me some predictions? Shoot. I mean, Chargers is a pretty good guess. Chargers. Uh, I mean, I don't want to bum you out, but maybe one of the New York teams. Um, Boo. Trying to think who else needs tight ends. Carolina. Carolina needs everything. Yeah. I, I mean, Chargers is just an easy guess to fall on because of the Kellen Moore connection. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Other than that, and the other thing to keep in mind, and this goes back to what I was saying. Like, so there's a pay cut and then there's a contract restructure where you reduce a guy's salary down to a million dollars and push his money into the future and it gives you cap relief. So between now and Wednesday, the Cowboys will probably do that with Zach Martin, who's their third biggest cap hit. I would guess they'll probably do that with Michael Gallup because he just signed a deal. So he's got a lot of years that you can play with. Um, I think they should probably do it with Dak because that can afford them a lot of cap space. But, you know, I can hear the ever-growing number of Dak haters saying not to do that because it'll make it harder to part ways with him. But, yeah, I would do it. So, I mean, there are, there are ways they can free up a lot of cap space without having to cut anybody, and that is what I expect them to do. Well, I, other than that – sorry, I, go ahead. I appreciate that because as your local emo kid, I don't like cutting people that I love. Like I'm having some attachment issues. Like you would be a bad GM. Oh my God. I'd be the worst. Like I have a hard time, like with my, as a manager being like, if I, there's like a blatant F up on my team, I'll like take the bullet first. And I'm like, God, you got to give some constructive feedback on that Kels. And I'm over here like, it's all good. Like, don't worry. Don't cry. Don't worry. I got it. We're still friends, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, like my arm is like dangling off the side. Cause I just like took the bullet for them instead. And it's like, Lee, <laughs> like, well, even if it would make you a bad GM, I think you're in luck because like uh, Tyron and Zeke are the two big ones, but then there's not a ton of like, there's not a ton of like cut options because at the end of the day, like, the Cowboys are very, uh, they're very top heavy. Like they have six or seven contracts that are huge. And then they've got a whole bunch of guys on rookie deals, like not making a lot of money. So beyond, you know, Dak, DeMarcus, Zach Martin, Tyron, Zeke, Michael Gallup, those are all really big contracts. And then everybody else is fairly affordable. So I really think, like, I think Tyron and Zeke are the two big variables for me where I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. But I think everybody else that's under contract should be here next year. 
Yeah, it's it's totally fine because like, you know, I've just got my first ever Cowboys jersey. Um, you know, a decade into this, and it was a oh, it, it's Brett Maher, isn't it? It is Brett Maher. Thanks to Jack for making that. Maher, who is who is a free agent, by the way. So, yeah. hey, you know what? Cherish that jersey forever. Remember the good times. You know, I mean, he might come back. My how the turntables. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that I was for the Pro Bowl, Kelsey. It wasn't that long ago I was drunk in a bar berating that man on the Twitter and having to have Dave uncancel me. That Jets game was butt. <laughs> we have we've had some memes with Mr. Maher, have we not? So many Thanks memes. Thanks for the memories, Brett. Thanks for the memories. Um, okay, well, so uh in terms of changes for this team obviously draft forthcoming you guys all know oh i remember the thing i was going to talk smack about you too dave just now <laughs> that's amazing god my brain's phenomenal i was just saying like how like how a little sick part of me would find it really amusing if there was like i know this is not the case but even if there was like one person that was listening to the show was like like new megan and i was like who's david hellman guy like who is David Hellman, and we're having to like explain who you are. Like that would just be like very hilarious to me in a really sick, twisted, low-key love you still kind of way. I hope that yeah, somebody's just at home, like, get this asshole off the It's <laughs> possible. No way. No way. It doesn't exist. All right. So back to skirt focus, little ADD kid. Get back to business. <laughs> Here's the agenda item we're going to discuss next, and it's the draft. So the Cowboys did get some uh, compensatory picks because they did make some moves previously in free agency, some of which we didn't all agree with. The Cowboys received three of them. You got Randy Gregory, Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson. Um, so they've got a fifth round uh, and a couple of a pair of fifth rounders and a sixth rounder. That means they got nine picks total in 2023. Any ideas on um, – you know, how they might use those Davey based off of historicals with this team. And are you feeling good about the value that this team can extract from those newly added picks? It's giving draft show. I know. I feel like I don't have a, I do not currently have a vehicle for firing off all my draft takes because I haven't been in Dallas to get into draft mode. So this is, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting fired up. Although I really appreciate, like, you know this team really well because you're just skipping past free agency. You're just like, okay, we're not, <laughs> you know, we're not going to bring in any good teams in the next, or any good players in the next two weeks. So we might as well just focus on the draft, which, you know, I hate to say is probably the right way to look at it. Well, in true Kelsey Charles fashion, I could sit there and let a bunch of men lie to me over and over again, like I have my <laughs> entire life. But you know what? <laughs> Dallas Cowboys front office. I'm in a relationship now and I don't need you anymore. So I'm done with your toxicity and we're moving forward. Kelsey Charles has found love and she's not putting up with this anymore. She's not going to let some men tell her some BS and not follow through on it. I love that. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, I just, I really, I love the way the Cowboys have kind of turned. I mean, it, it's a smart strategy. I wish they would be more proactive in free agency, but 
it's nice knowing that you can typically count on two or three extra picks every spring. I mean, this is the third year in a row that they've gotten multiple comp picks. Spoiler alert, they're probably going to get at least one next year because they'll get one for Dalton Schultz when he signs, wherever he signs. Um, I mean, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to convince you that this is, these picks are burning a hole in my pocket. I was going to say, I mean, it's it's two-fifths and a seventh. It's not, or two whatever, two-fifths and a sixth. I don't even know because it doesn't freaking matter that much. Uh, what, what, you want to do something with them, Maggie? What are, you, what are we? I want a wide receiver. I want one what? Really bad. What can, I interest you, can I interest you in a moderately used DeAndre no. Hop? What? You've been hawking that all week. You don't want Hop? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, sure. I would, I would, I'm just like. They've decided to squat on this take and he's been firing off tweets. Can I interest you in a moderately used Jalen Ramsey? I, sure. I mean, sure. That's just like what we do. Like, well, if we think we're getting rid of LVE, right? Who was the homie uh, that we brought in that basically. Yeah, I mean. Unclear at this time. Unclear. But... Unclear. I, I lean. Who? Against. I lean against LVE coming back, but I, I mean, Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Ramsey sounds like a hell of a cornerback that duo would to me. Be dope. I'm just like, I just have no, no faith, no trust. Yeah, you just don't want to get your hopes up. I, I hear you. I had, I got, I actually, I had a moment today. So, the report came out: the Buccaneers are probably going to let Levante David hit free agency who's just like one of the greatest Buccaneers players ever. He's a wonderful player. And I found myself like daydreaming. I was like, well, he, I was like, he's 33 years old. He's like, you know, he's done this, that, and the other. So like, he probably won't be that expensive. Like, you know, and I like, I was like trying to come up with a way that I thought Levante David could wind up in Dallas. And I had to like stop myself like an addict. I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even letting yourself think about this? It's a waste of time, and it's just going to, like, hurt your feelings. So I, I, I hear you. I hear you. What did we yeah. say earlier? Not letting grown right. men hurt our feelings. We're not. No, we're not doing that. We're um, not letting baby boy men hurt our feelings. Uh, the Cowboys will sign two or three vet minimum free agents so they don't mess up their comp pick formula. And that, yeah, now they've got nine picks in the draft. Maybe they could use a couple of them to trade up for somebody. This uh, is, but I don't like but. this. I don't, so I, 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 look, I've been in LA doing other things. Like I haven't been, I mean, I, obviously I keep a close eye on the Cowboys, but I haven't been talking about them with as much regularity as I would if I lived in Dallas and spent every day at the star. So like, did y'all saw the report? I assume that the Cowboys are planning something big or whatever it was. No, but I'm sure there was a report last week that they are, they're trying to acquire, like they're trying to do something big and I had Megan's reaction, which if you didn't hear it, was like an exasperated side where I'm just like, what? Gaslighting me. What? Yeah, well, you know what? Jerry's been trying to win a Super Bowl quote for how long? He, he would do anything, but here we are. Well, He said. would do anything, but get some like real help at wide receiver. I'm he would so do anything with the things that actually would work. I'm so proud of y'all for not. <laughs> See, and that's, 
I've like, I've been out of the loop. So I feel myself wanting to believe it, but I needed this reality check. Like, yeah, no, you're right. It's not going to happen. They're going to freaking, they're going to sign some receiver with like 60 career catches and make it sound like the best idea ever. And around and around we go. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. And, and again, like, not to be like a, a total dick, but it's like, we don't have a quarterback who at this point has proven that he elevates talent around him. He is a solid, really good quarterback, but like, why are you, you trying to make me mad? Why are you I'm doing just, this? I'm just telling you, like, I'm sorry. Like you don't have, like, he's not elite yet. And he, I'm not saying he couldn't be, but like, I don't think that's a guaranteed winning strategy to be like, let's give him pieces that he has to ultimately do more work to make better. Like, I'm, I mean, maybe, but like, okay. I actually, I agree with what you said. The, I, my, my caveat is Dak, Dak has elevated a lot of players. Like if I wanted to go get up, get the list of players that have gotten paid after playing with Dak. That's fair. Cedric Wilson among them, Dalton Schultz about to be among them. I mean, that counts as elevating in my personal opinion. That's not the point. I, I agree with you though. Uh, in my personal opinion, there aren't very many quarterbacks that can do what people think elite quarterbacks are supposed to do. It's like Patrick it's Patrick Mahomes, and I think the list stops there, honestly. I think everybody else needs help. I really – I don't know how many – like, I'm trying to think. Like, how many other quarterbacks do I think that of? That are going to be in the league next year or previously? Yeah, like – no, like – Quarterbacks in the league right now that could like make make something work with a shit sandwich, basically. Some would argue Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't, but I Aaron literally Rodgers. said that today. I was I've been talking about shit sandwiches. Shit sandwiches. I make a lot of really good ones, by the way. It, yeah. It, oh, good. Yeah. I really. Aaron do. Rodgers might have been able to do that at one point yeah. in his career, but we just watched him fall on his face. And I would argue, when he has been good, he's still had a lot of help. I mean, Devontae Adams is a hell of a nice player among a lot of other really good receivers that went through Green Bay during the course of his career. So that's a uh, that is a that's a trigger point for me. If, if you didn't know, is just like the, <laughs> the idea that there are all these quarterbacks out here that don't need a lot of help. I think. But is isn't Josh Allen so much better than Dak? Um, the stats would say not as clear cut as people think, but Hey, what do I know? And even Josh Allen has Stefan Diggs. We anyway, however much longer Dak, (laughs) Stefan Diggs is not coming here. I don't know why people, but like, because he's trolling us. No, but like more money. I I don't like it. I get it. I get it for like Deandre Hopkins makes sense. Jalen Ramsey on some level makes sense. Like, Stefan Diggs doesn't make sense, but you can't afford him. Now that I've said that, that's the one that'll happen. Watch. I'm here for it. Let's just start. Um, That's a strategy. Let's just start speaking things into existence. We're going to manifest it. Get your crystals out. Let's all say a manifestation together. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I've got, I've got plans on Saturday. I expect to be busy and unsober. So that's when uh that's when it's gonna pop yeah, off so everyone mark your calendars tomorrow march 13th march 13th yeah march 11th oh wow. yeah <laughs> whatever i don't know you just um, in a couple days don't worry about him uh i don't remember oh anyway 
Anyway. No, I look, Dak, Dak arguably had no, he didn't have his worst year as a pro, but he had a bad year. And he needs more help. And that bothers people for some reason. I don't know why. But he's now making the same salary as Daniel Jones. So that's what I'm saying. I find that insulting. But again, people are like, oh, for the money he's making, he's got to do more with less. I'm like, okay, well, like 10 guys make that much money now. So yeah, miss me. Is it time for Kelsey's annual market talk? (laughs) I was just about to talk to you guys about how, if that's really your personal opinion, then you do not understand how markets work. And that's fine. And it is frustrating because listen, we, there are some people that get paid a lot less to do a lot more than a lot of these NFL players, but it is what it is, baby. You said, I'm just saying, just say yay. All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm hungry and I know you were all going to go eat now. Um, So, and I have this last topic that I'm going to talk about on next week's show with young Maggie and a very special guest. Her name is Carmi V. So I'm going to tease that and talk to y'all next week. Wicked, wicked. Wow. You're so embarrassing. So white. So ridiculous. I hate it. <laughs> you are. I was going to. Chef is acknowledging. Yeah. I was going to, for your birthday, I was going to post the video of you not knowing what movie Titanic was, <laughs> but I spared you because I was like, oh, I don't want her dealing with a bunch of like Brad's and Chad's and her mentions on her birthday. You're like, I'll watch the Titanic with you. But you're oblivious. Netflix and chill. Your obliviousness uh, amuses me always. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, just to provide entertainment, folks. All right, guys. Well, Dave um, provides entertainment. Tell everyone where to follow you. Yeah, Dave, let's hear where to follow you and what mediums that we can absorb your content. Yeah, what are you up to these days? What are you doing, David? Uh, working on David. it. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm Ew, doing a lot. David. Mm, thank you, Alexis Rose. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at David Hellman underscore. I talk about the Cowboys. Uh, I appear on Speak on FS1. Not right now, but like at some point in the future, I will. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Find me there. Fox Sports. Find me, me, me if you want to reach me. Click on those articles. Yeah, give me clicks. That would be great. Thank giving you. clicks. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. As always, you can come hang out with Megan and I on social media too. I think we're pretty quality follows. Um, I'm on Instagram at hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Blogging Boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Guys, there's some really important words we always need to make sure you remember. And don't worry, guys. David Hellman agrees. And there's also someone in the audience who I know wholeheartedly feels this in his bones. And if he says anything as we close this show out, I will LOL audibly. But Megan, you can just go ahead and hit the people with the truth that they so desperately need. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Hurts are not real. Hang on, Sandal sucks. Bye, guys.